Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies and huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.34 in Edmonton. Coming up at uh, 2 o'clock today, it'll be Jalen Nye with the 630 Chad Afternoons. And they have the former commander of the Royal Canadian Air Force, Lieutenant Governor. Uh, Lieutenant General, I was going to say Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant uh, General Mike Hood uh, to discuss the Snowbirds crash, which uh, took place on the weekend in Kamloops. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you still to go uh, on today's show. Well, there's a lot of stuff that happened in NHL history on this day, including the Oilers winning their first cup back in 1984 on May 19th. Um, We'll have NHL today for elite promotional marketing. We'll get to our Oilers Now Audio Vault. But as promised at uh, 134 in Edmonton, the rookie of the year in the Western Hockey League is the Edmonton Oil Kings, Dylan Gunther. He was awarded that last week, and we bring Dylan back to our show right now. Dylan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, are you getting a chance uh, in these very challenging times to to work out at home and that sort of stuff? Uh, how How's that end of it going for you? Yeah, no, it's been pretty good, actually. I mean, um, I'm fortunate enough to have some good equipment at my house, so I uh, contacted my trainer, and he sent me a program that I can use uh, with the equipment that I have. So, yeah, it's been good. Um, are you skating at all? Is there no, any place I for you? At all. You haven't skated. Is this the longest that you've been off skates in how long? Yeah, this has to be by far the longest. It's probably been two months now, and uh, I've never been anywhere close to that, so it's definitely a huge change. Just to, Della, just to put things in perspective, we have listeners to the show that are, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, some are in their 70s, mm-hmm. and some guys stopped playing hockey at the end of March or early April and then didn't get on skates again until September. So it just shows you how differently the game has changed. Do you have any concerns? About, I mean, you had such a good year, and your team got ripped off a chance to win a potential WHL championship. The Memorial Cup was in Kelowna. There were a lot of things. I know it's a little bit frustrating for you, um, but on a personal level, do you, do you have some concerns that you won't be able to build on that momentum uh, coming off what turned out to be a really good rookie season for you? Yeah, I think it's a bit disappointing. I mean, uh, we worked super hard throughout the year and got home ice advantage and whatnot. And uh, for us to not put that to use, it's definitely uh, disappointing. But, I mean, as far as concerns go, just uh, not being able to skate. And, uh, I mean, I I just don't really know what to expect because I haven't been on the ice in this long, or off the ice in this long, sorry. And uh, it'll definitely be different for myself. But uh, I think our team, we're all working hard. I know we're all working hard, so we'll come back strong next year. Well, you went ahead and already got another 20-year-old centerman in, Kate Oliver, and uh, with Atkinson coming back as well, uh, you know, you got two 20-year-olds down the middle. And uh, that 20-year-old spot last year uh, was was a big part. Riley Sawchuk was in that role, and he centered you and Jake Neighbors. And, uh, you know, that kind of got you going was when you ended up playing with those guys on a full-time basis, didn't it? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, um, they helped me a ton throughout the year. I mean, obviously I learned a ton for them, for them being uh, in the in the league a bit longer than I have. Uh, obviously on the ice, just watching them practice and uh, how they think the game and whatnot. 
but also off the ice. I mean, they're great leaders. They conduct themselves like pros. So uh, I think that helped me both on and off the ice. Brad Lauer uh, played in the WHL. He played in the NHL. He coached in the NHL with uh, Bruce Boudreau and most recently John Cooper. He was named the Eastern Conference's Coach of the Year. How did Brad's handling of you guys help you guys grow? And, and, and you know, back-to-back seasons now, 42-win seasons, which is not easy to do when you don't play 70 games in the WHL. Yeah, I think he was a he was a massive part of it. I think him going through the Western League and playing pro games, he obviously knows a ton about the league and uh, a ton about hockey. So I think he used that experience to uh, help us throughout the season, uh, whether it was like practices or games. I think he's a really smart uh, person. So uh, yeah, ton of credit to him. What would your if uh, if I was to interview you from the Edmonton Oilers organization? about Jake Neighbors, who's eligible for the 2020 NHL draft. What would you tell me? Um, I mean, off the ice, we'll start. I mean, he's, he's a great person. I mean, uh, someone who's super easy to talk to. Uh, I mean, you can really talk to him about everything. He's, he's light. Uh, he's like a light, easygoing guy on a nice practice day. But, I mean, when he gets the games, he's serious. He dials it in. And uh, he's a pro. I mean, he conducts himself well. He talks well. And, uh, yeah, he's a great leader for our team. And uh, on the ice, I mean, he obviously is a super hard worker. He works hard every day in practice, every single game, and uh, is always trying to get better. So, yeah, he's a great uh, leader and role model even for myself. Uh, I know that Carson Lambos and Cole Sillinger, Mike Sillinger, used to work in the Oilers organization on the development side. There are a couple of other names out of your league uh, that are going to be in the mix to be top 15 picks uh, next year. Have you, have you thought that far ahead about the 2021 draft yet? Um, I mean, not a ton. I mean, they're they're great players. I have a ton of respect for them, and uh, I actually know them quite well, playing on uh, Canada White together, and I uh, really got to know them well, and they're great people. So a uh, ton of respect to them. They're really good players, so it'll be a, it'll be a good battle for next year. Look, you you knew you were going to be on the Holika Gretzky uh, team if we had had a chance to play it. That was a slam dunk that was going to happen. You're a little bit bummed out you're not going to get a chance to participate in that event here in Edmonton because it's been canceled because of the, the virus? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm super disappointed. I mean, have maybe having the opportunity to represent my country and uh, being in my hometown, Rogers Place, I think uh, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I remember watching it two years ago and guys like Cousins and Byram and Robertson were playing in it, and it was a super fun tournament with a great atmosphere. So I was I was looking forward to that. So that's pretty unfortunate. Well, try to stay positive, uh, keep working out, and uh, hopefully we'll get back at her. I know in Western Canada, it's in pretty good shape uh, at this stage, uh, dealing with coronavirus. You know, BC's done a real good job. Saskatchewan's done a good job. Cases are light in Manitoba. Even Washington State, relative to the other states, has gone pretty well. Not sure when we're all going to be back at it, but tell you what, Dylan, uh, we appreciate your time, and congratulations on being named Western Hockey League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. That is Dylan Gunther from the Edmonton Oil Kings. This guy can shoot the pill. He can really fire the puck. 
Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin focused on your health and peace of mind. Right now they're offering special discounts to those battling the COVID-19 pandemic on the front lines, including Canadian Forces personnel, first responders, professional health care workers, pharmacists, and pharmacy techs. Find out more about how Brent Ridge Ford is built to lend a hand by calling one 877 477-3673 or visiting brentridge.com. Still to come on today's edition of Oilers Now, we'll get to uh, this day in Oilers history, NHL today for elite promotional marketing, and our Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. And we'll get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, but right now into the Oilers Now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. We had Mark Spector on the show. Uh, he referred to Elliot Friedman shedding some light on where the NHL is at with its return-to-play protocol. Here's Elliot's comments from his uh, appearance Friday on Oilers Now. Well, what I know is that they, you know, Brad Tree Living's told us, uh, spoke to Eric Francis last night from our place, and he said that it looks like some kind of return to play protocol is coming. And uh, I, I think they're working on it. They're working on a playoff format. They had two conference calls this week, and they're really trying to narrow it down. And, you know, well, nothing's done until it's done. They're, they're talking about a 24-teamer, and they're just trying to figure it out. Um, like, I don't think it's a huge argument or anything like that, Bob, but, you know, they're, they, they, they're trying to – like, the, the players suggested, okay, maybe we get all the teams together in their four different hubs, and, you know, uh, we have a couple of warm-up games first. And then that way the top two teams aren't sitting around while the other teams play it out. And, you know, the league wasn't crazy about games that didn't matter because we don't know how much time we're going to have here. And the teams and the players aren't crazy about the top two teams showing up and then sitting around while everybody plays a best two out of three or a best three out of five. The league wanted two out of three for the first round for that reason. Uh, The players didn't want two out of three. They wanted three out of five. Um, So they're kind of just haggling on, you know, what to do about this. There you go. That's Elliot Friedman. So, you know, uh, and there's lots of you that have different perceptions on this. Again, looks like we're headed to uh, a spot in the east and a spot in the west. Obviously, the numbers in Edmonton are very good in terms of where we're at with COVID. Some of you don't want players coming to town. Others of you would like to see the return of hockey. Uh, It is interesting that some more liberal U.S. states in California, which has done a pretty good job battling COVID, and conversely, New York, which is also a Democratic state, had some significant challenges with it, have both basically said, hey, uh, in their minds, teams can go back and play. Just can't have fans. That's an interesting development over the course of the weekend. Uh, I have no idea where it's currently at, but it certainly looks like we're headed to potentially just two hubs uh, for this. Uh, could Vegas make sense? Absolutely. Could Vegas – look, 
Vegas knows how to entice businesses to do events there. Keep that in mind moving forward. Uh, lots of hotels in Vegas, lots of hotels in Vancouver. Not quite as many hotels, but maybe a better setup in Edmonton. Time will tell on what happens if we are indeed able to return to play. So that's the NHL. Now the Western Hockey League, they're going to have some huge challenges moving forward as well. You have kids that billet at people's houses. You have an aging season ticket base that's been directly affected by the pandemic. Here's Brent Sutter, owner, general manager, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels, and he says the WHL will indeed face significant challenges after the pandemic. No question, as there is going to be in our world, right? Uh, you know, it's going to, businesses, period, uh, society in general is going to be, you know, it's going to be looked at differently and things done differently. Um, our business model will be somewhat different. No one really knows to what extreme, um, you know, who knows what the national hockey is going to be like, right? Like no one, you know, after going through this, it's just not going to go back the way it was, right? There's going to be changes going to be changes in our society and and uh, and how we go about doing things even now you know you go and talk to people and uh, ask them you know they're doing stuff but things different in their business and they're like you know what this is going to be our new way and and yet some of them are even saying we're better this way it's more efficient and uh, so you know it, it's yeah it's in this world we live in and where the, where what happens with with, uh, the, you know, how the business all works out and stuff, but you're certainly going to have a different mindset. Your business model is probably going to be somewhat different in how you do things. Uh, and you know what? And, and, and I've said this all along, as terrible as it's happened, there's going to be some good things that will come out of this at the end. And uh, we got to believe that. we got to stay positive in it. And, and there will. But it's... We just don't know what that is going to be like, and, uh, and we'll just have to wait and see. Like we just got to, like we're like everybody else on a wait and see mode. And again, the uh, CHL, the Western Hockey League, the other three, other two uh, major junior leagues, obviously have called their season. We'll see when they get started, and it's likely to be delayed next year. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years, and now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Two NHL today for elite promotional marketing building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time elite promotional marketing and back at the 630 chad studios here's brennan escott well commissioner gary bettman is reportedly considering as we mentioned a little earlier on eight or nine hub cities that could accommodate a dozen or so teams this in an effort to resume the season instead of canceling it of course that's one of a few options they're considering the two biggest obstacles right now are the border and quarantine it's of, none. of note, though, 17% of NHLers are in Europe. The rest are here in North America. Sends forward Mikel Bodker signed a two-year deal with HC Lugano in the Swiss League. He was the eighth overall pick in 2008. 
327 points in 709 career games for him. And remember Miko Lettinen, the man the, the Leafs pried out of Europe a couple weeks ago. He won the KHL's Defenseman of the Year award. He'll make just under a million with Toronto next year. Yeah, we'll see where that all goes. Apparently he can really move the puck. All right, to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 780-496-0063. Roddy has texted the show. Hey, Bob, people forget that back in the early to mid-1990s, Mark Messier was dubbed the best leader in sports. This was after he captained the Oilers to the 1990 Cup, then won the Hart, and then went to New York, won the Hart, and then won the Cup in 94. The one-game performance in Game 6 against Jersey when he guaranteed the win was, in my mind, the single greatest uh, game by one a guy in hockey history to me. This was an example of how he could put a team on his back like Jordan and win. Not saying he was on the same level of greatness as Jordan, but his will to win was equal. Uh, I had a pleasure, says Roddy, to meet Mark in 2013, spend an evening with him, and got to talk about winning. Just in that short time, I found out how driven he was. That one comes to us from Roddy. Uh, well, I disagree with you in one sense. And I just watched uh, the New Jersey game against the Rangers when Messier called a shot in game six. Mark was really good in that game, got a hat trick. But his two goal, four point performance against Chicago in game four in 1990, he was a more uh, demonstrative player on the ice and willed. His, he Put it this way, you couldn't help, but to me, as good as he was in 94 against the Devils, he was even better against the Hawks in 1990. Like the caliber of the two goals there, both breakaways that he scored, the physicality that he played with. I'm thinking it was Michael Farber, but it might have been Austin Murphy in Sports Illustrated when Sports Illustrated was the... Uh, periodical of record talked about Messi's two goal two assist 86 elbow performance that uh, you know got the Oilers back in the series at 2-2 and in fact Edmonton in 1990 uh, after, you know they were down 2-1 to one Chicago in that series one game four in Chicago was on a Sunday afternoon and uh, Edmonton ended up going 7-1 and one the rest of the way in the playoffs and Messier just elevated the other guy just going back to 1990, and and Craig Simpson and Glenn Anderson, you know, like Curry had that five-point performance in game two in 1990, but the rest of the series, the best line by far was Anderson, Simpson, and Messier. So uh, I respectfully disagree with you, Roddy. I think Mark had a better game, and maybe it's because I host a show called Orders now, but he was pretty special. Uh Hey, Bob, listening to your program, but missed a moment you're talking with young Dylan Gunther. Did you say the World Juniors in December Council? No. I said that the Holinka Gretzky, which was supposed to be played for all the draft eligibles uh, in August, has already, unfortunately, uh, been canceled, and that's a, a tough one. We asked, we put the question out there, you know, uh, towards Mark Spector at the end, which of the four prospects would you want? Middlestad out of Buffalo, Tyson Jost out of Colorado, Anderson out of uh, New York or Borgstrom from Florida. Brennan, I'm going to put you on the spot. Which of those four would you want? 
Ooh, that's an interesting one, Bob. Um, you know what? Borgstrom's got some appeal to me. It's amazing to think how young he still is. I don't know why that name's been kind of bantered about, but they had Dodonov come over a little bit late, so I don't know. Um, but, you know, what? what's the most pressing need for the Oilers right now? To me. Third-line center? Probably. Yeah, like Middlestat's a center. There's some concern over his foot speed. Uh, I think Barkstrom's got the highest ceiling of all those guys. So I'd take Barkstrom. Yeah, you know, Dale Talon, what happens there? He drafted him. Is Dale Talon going to stay as Florida's GM? No one knows. I would ha- I, put it this way. I wouldn't trade Pugliarvi straight up for uh, Anderson. I, um, I would trade. I would, I'm not even sure I'd trade him straight up for Middlestat. I would for sure trade him straight up for Borgstrom, for what it's worth. It's one guy's opinion. Let's get to this Dan Oilers history. Uh, here we go. Back to the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. All right, we've got a couple, as we've mentioned. On this day in 1984, Wayne Gretzky scores two goals, adds an assist to lead the Oilers past the Islanders 5-2, helping win the first Stanley Cup in franchise history in front of the crowd at Northlands. The Oilers also the first former WHA team to win the Stanley Cup. And then in 2002, after 24 years with the organization this day, back then Glenn Sather officially resigned as the general manager. That was a big day. Cal Nichols, the Edmonton Investors Group, taking over the team in 1998. The Oilers lost to Dallas in the playoffs. Slats stepped down. 24 years, obviously. Uh, he is uh, retired as a builder uh, in the Oilers uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, and he was, uh, the guy had style. He had panache. Four cups as a head coach. Probably a better coach when his team was behind than when his team was ahead. And uh, he was a special builder, and Kevin Lowell roared in. And we mentioned Sandy Nesbitt from Overtime Brother and Taproom earlier in the show uh, talking about jesters with a tweet that he put out after I mentioned that Edmonton partied hard after winning the Cup on this date back in 1984. Well, Kevin Lowell's press conference where he was named the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers took place at Sandy Nesbitt's Overtime Broiler and Taproom. There you go. We tied it all together. Coming up on today's, tomorrow's show, rather, a trio of guests. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, and our Oilers Now NHL insider, John Shannon. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. You will hear from Kelly Rudy and former Eskimos Grey Cup winning champion Damon Allen. Great guy. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Carrie McCarthy, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.